just as a disclaimer to anyone who's listening, we are not beer experts. We are beer fans. So if you're looking for experts, this ain't for you probably. Not yet anyway. We'll figure it out though. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Easy Boys Podcast. This is Jason Tate. This is Aaron Miller. And, and today... We have... We a, have... A, a very special gift from uh, Natalie and I's good friend, Kay, uh, who lives in Peru mm. and brought us a beer back from a brewery in Lima called... Jack Vled's Cerveceria. It's Jack hard Vled because it's company. not in English. Yeah, it's also hard because Jack Vled is the name of the beer that we're drinking today. It's also their namesake. So this is their flagship mm. beer. Yeah. So it's it's Jack Vled, V-L-E-D, and company Cerveceria uh, in Lima, Peru. And we're having the Jack Vled Irish Red Ale. Cheers. That's a good cheers. Not Probably because there's no beer left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got through it quick because it's so tasty, y'all. Oh, it's so good. Jason was very generous to share this with me as it was a gift yeah. of his. Unfortunately, um, I don't speak Spanish and I can't read it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm but, reading the, the bottle and I can pick out some of the words, but I don't know much about it. But uh, Here's the big but. Google Translate is going to come in clutch here in just a little <laughs> and bit. save us. So we'll, we'll tell you more about it. But yeah. for now. Someone don't got married, though. That's true. This, I did don't get like married. three days ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh uh, fresh out of the. Uh, He's a newlywed. It's weird right. because apparently everyone has told me that like you're a newlywed until like about two years. Is that, so what I, the, is that true? That's what That's what everyone that is like older has told me. I've never heard that. I guess just, I mean, and I can actually attest to that. Like in your first two years, you yeah. learn a lot about each other. Um, and so I just stepped out of newlywedness. Oh, that's right. As you're of fresh, recently. Fresh. So now you're an old married guy. I'm an old married man. Is there an in-between between like being an old no. married fart and then a newlywed? No, I'm just an old married <laughs> smelly <right> fart. <laughs> and you're a, a young, shining fresh, newlywed. hopeful uh, newlywed. You know, it's... We had a like box for advice and cards and things. Mm -hmm. Oh no! <laughs> did you not see it? I I did at the very beginning. I was like, oh, let's remember to do that on our yeah. way out. And it's of right. course, forgot. But uh, we got a lot of, um, you know, sincere and also funny advice and and notes from people. But also throughout the night, anytime I would see somebody, I would you know they'd congratulate me, and if they were married, I would ask them, you know, what what tips they had for me. And uh, they varied a, a little bit. Um, Natalie's great uh, aunt and uncle Stan and Wendy were there, and I was expecting some good stuff from them. We just w flew out to California to uh, be at their 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, married for 50 years, thought he'd have something for me. He said, nope, we're still figuring it out, <laughs> which I guess is good advice in a way. Yeah, I mean... If his sentiment behind that was like, we're still falling in love every day. Yeah, know? we're still figuring it out. Or it could be like, we're hanging on by a thread. <laughs> we're figuring out how to make this go on. But uh, 
every, virtually everyone else I asked just told us to try to have sex frequently. Really? That was a very popular theme. Huh. So I had pretty contracting advice. Mm. Very opposite, of, not opposite of that, but just like communication. Yeah, we had a little bit of that, yeah. but a lot of people really hung up on the making sure you get you get down every okay. at least once a week is what somebody said. I remember. I mean, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the you know the pressure's on. Yeah, uh, but no, it was very it was very fun. We had a lot of fun. A really um, pretty wedding. Um, thank you. You all, everyone, all you listeners missed it. Well, I don't actually. Some of you listeners might have yeah. been there, but yeah. And Aaron, uh, you took off for a shot me out of a cannon you totally missed that yeah sometimes you unfortunate yeah sometimes you miss those things but yep married now so if you want to send me your uh if you're married uh you can send your your marriage advice to me or email it to us at cheers at the yeastyboys.beer yeah the yeastyboys.beer cheers at the yeastyboys.beer send us your marriage advice or your questions or your questions because this is a podcast where we drink beer and we talk about beer and we answer your questions. That's right. So send us your cues. For now, we're going to read you a question from... From Kev. Kevbot. Kevin. Kevbot. Kevdog. Kevdog. We call him Special K. Special K. <laughs> he, he says... Sorry, Kevin, you just got a, a new nickname. I'm pretty sure it's going to stick. <laughs> I think it will, actually. You can add this on to the list of nicknames. He says, hey, boys... Kev, aka K Slugs, aka K Lou, aka Kev Dog, aka Kev Bot, aka K Special, Special, special K. K. <laughs> All these K's at the front mess me up. Um, Kev Bot here. Haven't submitted a Q in a while, so I thought I'd hit you with a couple. Well, we're only going to read one for now. We're going to pocket the other. But he says, How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? You know, this is a very good question, and it's something I think about, you know, all the time. And uh, it's hard. I guess first thing we need to establish is uh, what breed of chicken, right? Because we're just—I think we can just go with like a, a good farm. You raised can't really just put all chickens chicken. in one category. Some I don't chickens, know a whole lot about chickens. Some though. chickens are more lethal than other chickens. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. I mean. We could probably we could probably find out which chickens are involved with like the most chicken related deaths. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Right now I'm currently Googling what the strength of a chicken is. <laughs> I mean, also we have to consider which type of elephant, because they're different kinds of elephants, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking run of the mill chicken. Mm-hmm. And you know, run I did, of the mill. Elephant. I did Google which chicken is most dangerous. Yeah. And uh it seems like the popular answer is undercooked chicken. <laughs> so there's your dad joke. Um, no, actually, it's fighting roosters. Uh, it says I don't. Is that a type of chicken? I'm guessing it's not like, like a breed, like right? A, 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 it's not a breed of chicken. It might not be the fighting cock. So I mean, is it a? Are we talking about fighting cock? That's here? true. I kind of forgot that. It's like pit bulls. Like, yeah, most pit bulls are super friendly. Yeah. But they can also be conditioned and trained to be very violent. Very true. Fighting chickens. 
or fighting Gamecocks? I'm going to say, I'm just going to, so this is what we have to do with these questions. Right. We have to take the liberty upon ourselves to interpret it how yeah. we, okay. we need to. I'm, this is how I'm going to interpret it. You feel free to interpret it how you sure. want. I'm going to go with a run-of-the-mill chicken. Just Middle of the road chicken. Now, are these male chickens or are these roosters or are these hens or a mix? 50-50? Uh, I'm going to say this is, this is the scenario. An elephant escaped from the zoo, so mm. it's a zoo elephant. <laughs> right. Classic zoo Exape, elephant. Escaped. Escaped. Escapade. I promise I can speak. Escapade from the zoo and stumbled upon a chicken hen. Chicken, what's that called? Chicken uh, coop. Coop, a chicken coop. And so among this coop are males, females, violent, chill chickens. It's just like a, a great, a good average of gotcha. normal some, chickens. Some angry, some docile, uh-huh. just a mixed bag of chickens. And so how many chickens would need to be on this farm, in this coop, Mm-hmm. to take over this lost elephant that has now become yeah. aggressive and violent. And, I mean, similarly, it's easy enough to say, let's, it's uh, some, some roosters, some hens, but we've got one elephant and it's important to know if it's, uh, I guess, are they bulls? That's what they call giraffes. What do they call male and female elephants? Boy, I don't know. I feel like it might be a bull, but that would make female elephants what, like, Cows, male elephants are called a bull. They're called bulls. Bull elephant. So is this a bull elephant we're talking about here? Because presumably they're going to have a little more. They're going to be larger and have a little more. It's more testosterone, right? A little more fight in them, maybe. Uh, that that's going to matter. How old is this elephant? Is this a newborn elephant? Because I feel like it's not going to take as many chickens to kill a newborn elephant. I think this or maybe an elephant that was premature and it's you know sort of got a calcium deficiency. It's got weak bones. You know, <laughs> these are things we need to iron out. I think I think for this situation we need to go with a an, an elephant in its prime. Okay, middle aged elephant, just a normal Peak average elephant, elephant gotcha. that you would see at the zoo. Okay. Um. Now maybe zoo elephants a bad idea because they've lived in. Zoo their whole lives. Right. So they're not going to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. So how about we just take an average elephant from Africa? Or average bull elephant. Bull elephant from we'll just say. Africa. He's, okay. he's a gray elephant. He'd be like us, but an elephant. Like just <laughs> decent physical fitness, nothing extraordinary. <laughs> You're already giving us more credit than we deserve. <laughs> decent physically fit. Okay. I see. So just an average guy elephant. Yeah. Yeah. If he was a man, he would have like a steady job, not pulling in six figures, but okay income. Like people would see their house and be like, oh, okay. Okay. He yeah. looks like he does okay for himself. Yeah, kind exactly. Of I got you. <laughs> I think I see what you're getting at. Um, now, I know that the the spirit of this question was, it was asked in, it was sort of like assuming that these animals would, would be, uh, you know, they would want to fight each other, but I can't help but feel like a chicken isn't going to attack an elephant. Do we need to take that in? Or are we just assuming that the chickens are on an offensive? I think Do we need to take chickens nature into account. I think we're assuming that 
it's like a life or death. So we're assuming that the chickens are out for blood. The chickens... Is the, the chicken elephant blood stumbled upon? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. The chicken stumbled upon their coop, and is they are not happy. Right, they're like, "This is my turf. This is my turf. You bet. You best get back to that Cincinnati sure. Zoo. R.I.P. Harambe. Oh no! You remember Harambe? Yeah, I do. Um, well then, I guess let's get into it now that we have all the details ironed out. Yeah. Uh, do you have a knee-jerk kind of reaction? Well, I mean, we're not, we're talking about how many, right? So the question is not, right. so it's not who will they? Chicken. It's yeah. just like, what are, is the volume of chickens it would take? Because think about it. Eventually, ants would kill us if there was so many billions of them. I don't know the number of ants. I mean, hell, even a few dozen fire ants have nearly sent me to my grave <laughs> at an early age. Very true. Um, I think without really considering it, I would say it'd have to be at least forty-two, five. right? Yeah, at least forty-two. I would say minimum forty-two chickens. I'm I'm thinking at least two hundred. At least two hundred chickens. No fewer than that. Think how elephants are huge. Mm -hmm. So these little guys are gonna have to trip him at some point. Without like, there's gonna be many casualties. Yeah, chickens. There's gonna be a lot. You know, this is sort of unrelated, but I feel like if you balance the size, like if the, if a chicken started growing mm -hmm. and an elephant started shrinking, and when they got to be about the same size, somewhere in the middle, yeah, they kind of stopped, I feel like a chicken would easily win. My only thing with this, and this goes with Prison Mike's argument with mm -hmm. flamingo and penguin, sure, is... The elephant will have dense bones. That's true. And thick, meaty legs. But if and they're the same size, I feel a like the pecking, trunk. you know, when adjusted for scale, yeah, is pretty. Is this pretty, is another good argument here. I'm just saying. But we're we're straying off we the uh, the actual topic. Okay, well let's let's uh, start with the chickens, and we'll talk about their offensive and defensive options. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Offensive pecking. Pecking. Um, uh, talons, kind of flying, kind of flying. Yeah, at least gliding. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sort of talons. You know, kicking, sharp kicking. They see elephants. I've, I've studied elephants from afar, <laughs> many times. I studied them from my couch watching yeah, yeah. The Nat Geo. Oh yeah. They 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 don't have sharp anything really no, except really their don't. their sometimes their teeth right. So I feel like that's a plus maybe for chickens. Yes. there's They would have to actually with their mouth. But the thing is, if there's multiple chickens, mm -hmm. they can't use that one offensive object. Right. But another plus for an elephant is they can swing their trunk and presumably take out 10 plus chickens. Who knows how many chickens. With one swing. And number of chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be an offensive, I think, for the elephant trunk, trunk. offense. Yep. Uh, chicken defense, I think, is the sort of the brief flight option to sort of reprieve from the from the fight. An elephant doesn't have that. A, no. An elephant's going to be compared to a chicken. He's going to be a little sluggish. He's in the thick of it, whether he likes it or not. Yep. There's no flying out of this battle. Um, the elephant can do this cool thing where he like shoots water out of his trunk. Oh, that's an offensive, yeah. For so for sure. he he can kind of sort of hydro pump, hydro pump, right? He can hydro pump those chickens out <laughs> of his way. That's true. That's a good one. I think uh, elephant defense, 
just general toughness and sort of thick skin. And if he does get knocked down, he will kill anything in his path. That's true. If so, you do manage to take him down, anything he lands on. Right. So that's why I think you need a lot of chickens. Because mm -hmm. if you do, the only way the chickens will take over him is if they knock him down. Right. And it's going to take a lot to knock him down. But when those knock him down, they're gone. It, it's like the front line of an army. Right. The, More the than infantry. likely gone. The infantry. the infantry chickens. Yep. If a chicken gets on the back of an elephant, do you think they could kind of reach him back there? He and could maybe sort of fling him off, or or maybe even he could stick his talons in him and then control his motor movements. Oh, yeah, and kind of use him, manipulate or, his body like a puppet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I didn't think about that. Okay, how smart are chickens in comparison to elephants? So dumb. So very. That's kind of what I was thinking because I was thinking they could like even create like some muscle manipulator <laughs> thing like that they could huge, stick in him. Or just like a huge human-shaped mm -hmm. warrior made up of chickens sort of stacked up <laughs> on top of each other, acting as the legs and arms and head, you know? Yeah. Kind of like a mega, what is this, Power Rangers, the, uh, you know, they all I know up. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. Okay. Megazoid. Or this could be a David and Goliath situation, mm. and there could just be one really brave one chicken. Chicken, you think who's it's got take one a lot of mighty slingshot? <laughs> you think it's going to take a lot of chickens, and the elephant has just slayed oceans of chickens, and then one chicken. <laughs> David's going to step up to the plate, mm -hmm. sling that slingshot right in the temple. Chicken offense poop. <laughs> that is that is actually a, a good offense because no one. Likes being near or around. Absolutely not. Poop of unknown, of not unknown their own origins. And I actually have uh, raised chickens when I was young, and uh, they poop a lot. I will say that. So if they mm. could maybe poop on his head or in his eyes, that might be good. Isn't it something about birds' GI tracts that make them just poop a whole lot? Could be. Could be. I, think I don't so. know where egg laying. That doesn't really strike me as a. As a positive, a I guess. In Maybe the, if it's a sympathetic elephant, you could like mm, kind of bring the eggs out and he's like, oh, right. I don't want to hurt the children. I mean, it's a long con, but I guess the chickens could keep laying eggs and hatching more chickens provided that they were fertilized in sort of an infinite army of kind of chickens. So and we're talking the years of, of war. Years and years of war. <laughs> and they sort of just keep hatching more war chickens. Yeah. And the elephant will eventually get tired or die of old age so you raised chickens well did they defeat him if he died of old age that's a good question that's a good question they outlived him at least you know but anyways i did want to ask this first you raised chickens how long does it take for an egg from its earliest stage to become a combat ready a comp to combat <laughs> Com <laughs> I'm just done to talking. become combat ready. Yes, yeah. what you said. Well, um, we didn't actually have any roosters, so the eggs that were laid were unfertilized. They were just for breakfast for brekkie. It makes sense. So they weren't war war eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, combat eggs, if you will. So <laughs> I don't actually know, but I will say this: I I loved the chickens, uh -huh. and I liked eating their eggs, and they were cared for. And uh, loved, and they were kept in nice, you know, cage-free area. They were taken care of. Right. But I did, on two occasions when I was younger, I was made to slaughter 
a couple of chickens. Oh, did you wring their necks? Is so that, that how we could eat it's them? done? That is how some people do it. Um, I used an axe, and this is, you know, it's graphic. I understand some yeah. people aren't into this, and I get it. And I, you know, I actually have a different viewpoint about this now, but it's neither here nor there. All this to say. So how do you all this to say, eat your chicken? Chickens mm-hmm. will not die. <laughs> I'm serious. Are they resilient? You know the the phrase birds? running around like a chicken with its head cut off? It's like a little bit of that is like, you know, because of the muscle memory, but also right. they just like are still, you know. Man. That you just can't kill. I'm I'm pretty confident if you chop my head off, I'm I'm done. Chicken? Don't care. Chicken don't care. Chicken don't care. Gonna keep going. Gonna keep chickening. <laughs> chicken don't care. Chicken don't care. So, you know, I feel like that's a good defense for the chicken is its sort of immortality and its ability okay. to, to re- reproduce. Okay. So all this being said, because we could literally go on for the entire duration of this podcast. This would be the chicken v. elephant episode. Uh-huh. We could totally do that because we haven't even touched the if they were the same size. Right, right. Um, How many are you thinking? I think there's no way an infinite amount of chickens could even kill one. You don't think so? As many options as they have, it's just such an insurmountable foe, I think. Upon our discussion, I think they're, I think eventually anyone can be taken over. You think so? I think eventually, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. At a certain point, enough chickens. They'd be crawling up his legs, on his back. I think a thousand is needed though. But what would they even do? Just sit on him until you, I don't know. They'll trip him up and then they'll just start eating away at his <laughs> flesh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's man. graphic. And the thing is, he's going to start getting infections. That's true. He's, he's going to, he's, he's going to just die from, you know, abscesses all over his skin mm-hmm. from these ruthless chickens. And the, yeah. And the chicken faces that will probably get in the wounds. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say 1,000 to 1 million chickens. It's somewhere in there. Somewhere in, in that range. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to differ from that. I think that's probably a good estimate. Okay, cool. Um, Let us know what you think on the <laughs> yeah. Twitter. That's true. Give us as, as exact of a number as you yeah. can think of. 846. Yeah. Maybe. Um, thanks, <sighs> Kev. Thanks, Kevin, Kev for Bob. that. Whatever that was. Whatever that was there. Thank you for making our show so that much weirder. Again, the Jack Vled Irish Red Ale from Jack Vled and Company Cerveceria in Lima, Peru. Have Lima, you ever been Peru. to Peru, Aaron? I have never been to Peru. No. Um, Kay seems to be really happy there and enjoyed a lot of... Uh, seen pictures and it looks beautiful i'd like to visit at some point and apparently they make delicious delicious beer there uh because this is probably one of the better reds that i've had i love malty with some sort of caramel flavor not very bitter light fruit just goes down full bodied yeah it's very dark that's the country boy that you're holding up currently. Oh, it sure is. But it was very dark before I drinked it. Before we drinked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really dark. <laughs> um, anyways, do you have any uh, details about how this beer 
came to be? I do. We could try to read it in Spanish and translate through that, but how about no? We're not going to do that to you guys. You don't want to hear my Spanish. I will say the Google Translate. I haven't really used Google Translate in years because uh-huh. I now have a wife that usually does good. that for me. Oh shit! Um, but it, I am impressed with how good it is, and so take, take a listen. Take, take a listen. All right, I'm all ears. The Jack Fled is an Irish red ale or red ale beer. One of the most appreciated during the Middle Ages due to its particular reddish color, caramel malt flavor, and semi-dry finish. Hmm. It is of Irish origin, the country that best cultivated brewing art in the Middle Ages. (coughs) Thank you. You're welcome. First in monasteries and then by women brewers known as alewives. 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 How... Can I become an alewife? An alewife? I don't know. I don't know. Because if I could put that on I'm like interested my- interested though. You know, if I could turn that into the IRS as like my official job title. If I can get that on my LinkedIn page somehow. <laughs> alewife. <laughs> that would be so good. I think I'd have a lot more employers hitting me up. You know, I was doing some research um, to try to find out who Jack Vled is. And I don't know. I was looking on their website too. We'll have to keep searching and see if we can find out where the namesake comes from. But what I can tell you is uh, that this beer is delicious. And I don't know where you can buy it. I don't um, think you can probably buy it in the states, considering considering the entire label is in Espanol. But maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's if you have any local Peru shops. <laughs> yeah, if you've got some Peruvian check uh, it out stores nearby markets, you might be able to to grab one. But um, I'm a big fan. I we don't do enough reds. I feel like I don't uh, know. Have we done show. a red? On the I show? feel like we've done one or two. One or two. Oh not, wait, not many. The one from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is one of my favorite reds, and I always I feel like reds are a kind of beer that I always overlook in favor of something else, and then when I do have a red, I'm like, man, I really like reds. Yeah. That's me and brown ales. I was gonna say sometimes with brown ales. Yeah. Because I always like brown ales. Right. I just generally somehow I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And like, oh, wait, but then there's an IPA and I'll end up with the IPA somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy uh, that we've got it on. And thanks again to Kay for bringing it. It's a lovely treat. Thank you, Kay. Kay. Is that right? That's right. Thank you, Kay. And then thank you, Jason, for sharing with me. You're welcome, bud. Um, Delightful. Check out Jack Fled on social media. Yeah. We'll get you those uh, social media handles near the end if we can find them. For now, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. I should also say we answered a question from Kevin and we're going to do a question from Pete. Uh, season 2, Episode 1, Interstate Gamers out now. Just came Legend out today. Zelda Link to the Past. As long as I get this published today, then that will be an accurate statement. <laughs> so check it out and uh, give them a listen. Um, this question comes from... Peter Pistol Pete Williams. He says, What is a video game you would like to play that doesn't exist yet? Man. Did we do that one? Um, man. Any ideas? I, I think maybe one where Fortnite. it's... <laughs> I was going to say, maybe one where it's like, 
uh, kind of battle royale. <laughs> Damn it, sorry. Where it's like I swooped in on your joke there. One hundred people in one map. Yeah, it's kind of like a cartoonish look, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not fully. It's it's got good graphics. It's like a timeless, ah, a timeless look. It's not like PUBG where it looks like PS2 graphics. PUBG does look like PS2 graphics. <laughs> um, that actually might be a compliment saying that it looks like PS2 graphics. We're at a point with video games and with technology where I feel like anything is possible and we have so many games and there's so many good indie games. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is a game that isn't even, you know, something that somebody's done? I know a while back I did have that idea about a war game, but instead of like, uh, this came from that movie I watched. It was the movie about the medic who like refused to to go to combat because he was religious or something. They made a whole movie about it. It actually kind of sucked, but (laughs) the story was true, I guess, or based on a true story. And uh, there's this guy who refused to take human life because of some religious views that he had. So he was a medic. He was a damn good medic, and he saved a lot of men. And what religious views? I guess most religious views of war is prevalent. (laughs) Well, but war is prevalent. right, right. Whatever the case may be, uh, that was the plot of the movie, but it got me thinking it'd be cool to have like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty style game. Now, the trouble is this wouldn't have a lot of um, a lot of multiplayer sort of, you know, options, but I think yeah. for a campaign, like being just a combat medic or like centering it on. So if you ever played Amateur Surgeon... No, oh I my god! But dude, I actually, it's not a ton of fun. You're kind of you might be taking what my idea was. Oh, really? Tell me about an amateur surgeon. Amateur surgeon is hilarious. You play an amateur surgeon, okay? And you know you've got a body on a table or whatever, and you're doing whatever op- the operation is. Yeah. And you've got to like, you know, scalpel people open and like add you know antibiotic or creams and then like sew people up and. Uh, is that what surgery is? Open them up and then yeah. add some creams. And it's <laughs> funny because you're like your hands are all over the place. Sometimes you yeah. can play it in VR, or you can yeah, play yeah. it with a, a PC or a mouse and keyboard. But you know your hands are all over the place. And you're like dropping like tools inside of their torso and things. It's really funny. Huh. But maybe take some aspects of that. You know, so you're like in the field, like doing surgeries, like on the you know in the middle of like combat. Yeah. So you're sort of like a combat medic. It's funny that you mention that because which maybe this speaks to my profession. I could never perform a procedure <laughs> on someone um, because I am not a doctor mm-hmm. in the least bit. But I always, I watch laparoscopic procedures all the time because yeah. um, it's my job. And I think... I always think to myself, I'm like, I feel like I could, I could handle this. that. Yeah, I yeah. could, I could, because I've watched, and not the complicated stuff. The complicated stuff when they're really like, like either trying to diagnose someone or stuff. I'm like, I, I have no idea what's going on. Right. But like removing an appendix, and I've talked Whatever. about this before, and this is a year later. Now I definitely can say, oh I, gosh, I we're talking about our like apocalypse an appendix. Oh yeah, skills. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of our, I think it was our first episode, or really? one of our first. It was, it was one of our it was first a long time ago. Throwback, but um, I, I, I would like a, a game which this might be similar to Amateur Surgeon, but where you kind of go, you have patience. And you start from the beginning where they have... You got to diagnose it. Too. They ha- Exactly. Oh, so fun. they have symptoms and you're like, we what need to do? perform this procedure. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, then... 
they die. Then they might die. So you got to like send them off for an MRI. Right. Write so, prescriptions, see if they got better. So yeah. So you basically go through like a whole protocol. Yeah. And and yeah, you, so that you see them in clinic. You might have clinic hours. Oh, shit. And then you see them and you're you like- You oh. work hours. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. go home to your wife and kid. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the coolest part, which which maybe the clinic hours would just be a small part, and, and it's where you get your patients. And then this patient, you see them after, like, or, you know, it's a video game. So you might see them right after you meet with them, right? right. And you say, I, I think you just have uh, appendicitis, or I, I think, you know, whatever. Um, so then you take them in, fix their hernia, fix whatever. Mm -hmm. and And obviously it's not going to be like, well, and, and the cool thing is, like, maybe we could have even developed virtual reality to where, like, you can be holding oh, graspers really in there. potentially, you know. And because really, that's what laparoscopic surgeries are. It's just like you only have two hands, right? Right. So someone's holding the camera while you're working with two graspers. And so I, I don't think that would be too far fetched. No, yeah. Sounds reasonable. Two graspers, or even if it was an open procedure using your two hands with pickups or whatever. So it would be like Doctor Simulator. It would be a doctor simulator, and, and and as realistic as today could. Well, I guess it's like uh, as futuristic as we could possibly come up with. So I think it would be cool to have, and also that how great would that be for people in med school to kind of practice? Yeah, yeah, as more of an actual tool. Yeah, because amateur surgeon is a lot of fun, but it's not serious at all. It's yeah, totally a game. Uh, but that's kind of an interesting idea. I think it would be fun. I like the. I was with you on the surgery and everything, but I, I like the. The patient contact and the diagnoses, that's kind of fun too. And you can even, you know, the video games were like Pokemon, where it gives you like multiple options of yeah. things to say. Dialogue options. Like, sorry, dude, you're going to die soon. Or, <laughs> and then see how they react. Or you can just like kind of say like, you know, a, a, a nice thing where you're just like, you have a few months. Pa practice your, uh, your bedside manner. Exactly. All that. Definitely know some doctors could use some help with that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a good idea the funny thing is I see both sometimes I've also seen the doctors that in the OR they're terrible just terrible people and then you see them talking to a patient and they're like the nicest people the nice. in the world you're like what, what happened <laughs> where, where did that disconnect I'm surprised something like this doesn't exist maybe it does out there somewhere uh, because we've got things like goat simulator and euro truck driver simulator farm simulator the the closest thing is like simulators. I've seen the the lab down at UK where they have like a fake body with graspers that you can like kind of move around, but it doesn't have as far as I know it doesn't have the full simulation to where you're diagnosing them, you're fixing whatever they have going on. So how do students who are practicing on actual corpses in medical school? Like, what if they do a bad job and they just fuck up the body and then the, they just, like, put it in the garbage? They're <laughs> just like, oh, you did a real bad oh, job. Oh, so you're saying, like, a, 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 a cadaver? Yeah, like, oh, you really you really messed that one up. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I can't speak on that one. Well, maybe your video game idea could help. Yeah. I think that's a, real, a really good idea. Other games we would want to play that don't exist yet? Um, maybe a battle royale. <laughs> Peter probably hates this too because he's not the biggest Fortnite fan, and so no. he probably just hates hearing this over and over again. I know you're still waiting for the Interstate Gamers to do their review of. Uh... I would love that, and you know what, Peter, I have a um, 
proposition for you. I know Kevin can play it, and I know it's not feasible for you to come to town with Kevin and play with him, but maybe Kevin could play it, and you could watch me on stream mm. and experience it with me. That'll be fun. Yeah, watch me stream your friend Arn on Twitch. Your friend Arn. All, all, it's no spaces because you can't do spaces. On I Twitch. wonder if uh, when when Pete asked this question, if he had his own ideas in mind, I'm interested to see what he hollers back well, with. Well, that's why on Twitter. I am very interested because, like we said, Interstate Gamers, he's, you know, one of the co-hosts and his, his side job, Interstate Gamers, is literally about video games. So I'm really curious what he has cooked up in his mind because, you know, video games are like an afterthought for me. Yeah, it's just something Creation we're about right now. of video games is an afterthought for me. So, hmm. yeah, I'm curious what you say, Pete. Give us a shout out. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Twitter. For now, we're going to do another question. Yeah. We got one from Prison Mike. P. Mike. All our fans coming in clutch with all the cues. We haven't had to really fish up cues in a long time. Yeah, we sure haven't. Um, Thanks to these boys. These good, good boys. Prison Mike wants to know how many cats is too many cats? One. (laughs) Evidently. Illustrated by your lack of cats. Yes. No, I got to tell you, it's the exact opposite. Now, make no mistake, I love my dogs. I have two and I have one cat. But we boarded the dogs over the weekend because we had the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice just being us and the cat for a couple of days. And I also have to point out that we had to board the dogs. Didn't have to do nothing with the cat. Counter argument. Mm-hmm. What does your cat do for you in life? What does the dog do for me? Brings me joy. Cat brings me joy. Cat doesn't. Cat, I scoop his poop and then he goes and poops in it again. <laughs> and then doesn't even like acknowledge me. Yeah, but when Hank, when it's raining, Hank takes a poop in my dining room. Because he doesn't <laughs> want to go outside and get wet because he's a butthole. I don't usually have that issue. That's fair. Um, but I mean, cats are just that. I just like compassionate so creatures. Like the thing about cats for me is in, in this, there are few exceptions. I have had a cat where I, it wasn't mine. I cat sat it. I think I mentioned it once. You shouldn't sit on cats. Well, it, when you don't like cats, it's, That's fair. it's, it's not that bad. Um, and so I cat sat it and I enjoyed the cat because it acted kind of like a dog. See, that's how my cat would hang is. out with me. It would nice. follow me around. But the biggest issue with cats are they're untrainable. Mm, it's true. Untamable. Untamable, untrainable. But that makes me see them as more of equals. Uh, but the thing is, if you're living under my roof and I'm paying for you, you're not an equal. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're dependent. I roll over you. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. I do like the fact that when I leave. If I leave the house for more than a few hours, I've, I got to think like, I got to get back to the dogs, let the dogs out, feed the dogs, make yeah. sure the dogs didn't tear anything up. Leave for a whole day, two days, <laughs> as long as there's enough food and I scoop the litter box, the cat's like, whatever. Yeah. I think we're also very fortunate with Obi being low maintenance for the most part. He's a good boy. He's a, true. He, if it's storming or whatever, he has some anxiety issues. He can be a little high maintenance mm. and we worry about him then. But generally, we like we went to Cincinnati yesterday, left yeah. for 10 hours, didn't have to worry about him at all. Now, when we got home, he was pretty crunk. 
He was he was buckwild. And he was like, I demand attention. Cats never get that way. But see, that's another thing. It's like, did they even miss me? I mean, they get enough, like, they'll come up and rub against you and let you give them a couple pass, but that's it. And that's, that's, hey, hey, good to see you too, bud. All right, <laughs> later. <laughs> you know, Maybe I'm going to play the... for honor, and there's no chief, like, standing literally over top of me, like, barking <laughs> in my face, like, I want to go to the park, you know? Um, there's none of that. Yeah, no, you know what? I think cats are for some people. And I know my wife eventually probably will convince me. I have also noticed. To get a cat. Especially when she gets a daughter, she's probably going to make her better for it. (laughs) I've also noticed that when people ask if a person is a cat person or a dog person, and they say dog person, it's like... It's It's like an ultimate, like you have one option. Yeah. And when people say that when a cat person talks to somebody and they find out they're a dog person, it's like no big deal. When a dog person asks somebody what they are and they say cat person, dog people get get mad. They get they're like, dogs are so much better. <laughs> I'm just saying I feel like dog people. Yeah. Sometimes So are you little, a cat person and not a dog person? See, that's what I'm saying is like I feel like you don't have to be like vehemently one side. Yeah. Because I, I love both. But I would say at heart, probably deep somewhere deep, deep down, I am a cat person. I think where I like. I had two cats growing up, and I liked the cats. I think what has turned me 180 degrees is seeing them get old mm. and seeing them pee on beds. Dogs do that too. Dogs beds. get incontinent when they're old. But I have an old dog, and she doesn't do that. That's true. Um, I would say that generally the cat cats diapers, are worse. Man. Just cat than, diapers. So maybe cat divers are an option. <laughs> I realize we're getting real far off the point of the question, which is how many cats are too many? Aaron maintains that one is too many, which yes. I'll accept is your answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just say, though, for a person who does enjoy cats, you know, the general person, let's not say for you or for me. Right. Because for you, one cat's too many. For me, a few cats are too many. Okay. But for just is that three or four? Because few can mean... That's a good four. point. I guess it depends on how many other animals you have. Okay. Like for right now, I've got two dogs. Probably would one cat is enough. Yeah, yeah. Because of the two dogs. But for if sure. I didn't have them, probably two or three cats would yeah. be two. Just about you know. You heard it here. Jason said two or three cats would be ideal in life, provided that I don't have any dogs. Two uh-huh. or three cats would be the most cats that I could have. Now, for an average person, let's just say regular old Joe, just like the elephant, normal guy, decent job. Run of the mill. <laughs> no animals. Decent, you know, average physical shape. Yep. You know. You know, regular, nothing crazy. Regular build. No Thor, but also yeah. no Paul Blart. Not, yeah. Right. Run of the average show. Yeah. Uh, no, no pets, no dogs, no cats, no goldfish. How many cats are too many cats for that guy? Have you heard these articles or, or like read these articles or heard these stories about? Like they find these ninety-year-old women dead in their like New York apartment, and they walk in, and they're just like eighty cats. Or like watch these TV shows on like TLC where yeah. these women have like hundreds. It's a crazy of cats. cat lady. It's, yeah, it's a it's a genuine stereotype. It's a genuine stereotype, stereotype come to life. Yeah. So um, those that's let's work backwards. That's obviously we can agree too many cats. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So working backwards from like crazy cat lady died in her apartment and her cats ate the flesh off her face and work backwards, like how many cats are too many cats? If, okay, scenario. If Andrew and I didn't get a dog, mm-hmm. she didn't really like dogs until we got Obi. She decided she wanted a dog because she was working night shift. And Fair. so kind of like, I feel like a dog Companion. would be a good idea. Companion, we were just on opposite schedules. So that's why we went with a dog. Protection, house protection. That's a plus for dogs. Cats, whatever. Granted, Obi loves anyone that's <laughs> through that door. Unless they're wearing boots or carrying something, then he's afraid of them. Well, it's never like a defensive thing. It's like, a, I'm going to cower behind this couch. Excellent. But he is a good boy. Um, I would venture to say if we didn't have a dog, then two cats would be too many cats. Two cats. And I could potentially see myself upon my wife's wishes with no dog with no dog one cat one cat you think would be the maximum so two cats is too many cats it's just yeah why would you need more than one of those okay well let me hit you with this okay maybe it's not one cat is enough and two cats is one too many maybe two cats are good and three cats is too too many Three cats is two too many? No, wait, I did that wrong. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> what if you get you have one cat and it's lonely? Okay. So it needs another cat friend. Yes. There you go. So two cats, maybe. So two cats, maybe. And and I was kind of in between that. I was kind of like, well. Because they play and they wrestle and stuff. Yeah. I was I was like, well, if we didn't have a dog. Because we've considered getting a second dog, kind of, low-key. Like, probably wouldn't until we got a fenced-in yard. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, we, I, I mean, the thing about cats are, as you mentioned, they're mm-hmm. lower maintenance. They are low maintenance. So what is one more cat? Who even cares? Right now, one more dog would be a big deal. Huge deal. One more cat? Hardly even notice. Yeah. Now, the issue is when they do get old, you'll just, you might just have to, you know, euthanize them when they get old. I'm just kidding. I don't support <laughs> killing living animals unless it's for sport. As oh my god, or white, for mercy. White-tailed deer hunting. Um, I don't think people hunt cats, though. So. Right, exactly. So uh, I guess I, they do hunt big cats sometimes. I would love to go mountain lion hunting someday. That'd be fun. But we might differ on that. Anyways. <laughs> how many mountain lions? You know, he said how many cats. We didn't specify like big cats. Big cats. Like, I, would, I would say one Siberian tiger is too many. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. You know what? I think yeah. actually, One lynx probably. On the two other. Two lynxes. Two lynxes would be nuts. Out of control. But I think I would also love to have a Siberian tiger. I think that would be kind of cool. I would young. feel afraid every time I came home. But that's kind of the the it's adrenaline the rush. Thrill of it, yeah. you know? It's the eye of the tiger. I don't really have an adrenaline rush when I get home. I'm like, I know what I'm coming home to. It's Obi. Coming home to Obi, and he's literally going to stick his face in my crotch. He's just, not even going to come close to killing you. Just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say you definitely shouldn't have so many cats that... Uh, that you can't give enough of yourself to each cat, you know? Also, maybe maybe your cat would like that if you didn't give much attention to it, too. That's true. That's um, true. But 
as far as not dying and then getting your face eaten off by yeah. cats, maybe three or four would be a good option. For you definitely the, don't want to have so many cats person. that they could overpower you if they decided to stage sort of a mutiny. Right. I think three is the cutoff limit you for to, anyone's sanity. You need to have enough cats that you feel like if they if there was an uprising, you could take them yourself all out yourself. Yeah. Like how many it sort of goes back to the chicken v elephant thing. How many cats could you defend yourself against? Because the minute you step into that territory, you've got more cats than you can defend yourself against, you run a risk. Right. You never know. That's another thing about cats. You don't know what they're about to do. That's oh, so true. They're very unpredictable. They are. And even just between cats, the nature varies a lot. Yeah. Some cats are cool. Some cats are buck wild. And that's that's another argument of mine, which we really what this segment is, is just my arguments as to why you shouldn't <laughs> get a cat. Another argument of mine is with dogs, you generally know what you're getting. Mm. So unfortunately, we didn't know. Well, I say unfortunately, I love my dog more than anything, and I'm happy that we got him. Yeah. But we didn't know that hounds are, which maybe I should have known this. I didn't research it. Hounds are like the most stubborn breed possible. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, boy, did I learn that upon adopting him, which he's a good boy now. A lot of training and a lot of, you know, discipline. But a lab, you generally know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good family dog. Right. A pit bull, it's going to be a good dog. I mean, they you know what you're kind have of tendencies. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. But cats, you, you never you're know. sticking your hand in a bag. Let and me hit you with this. Out. Let's put this thing to bed. Let okay. me hit you with Jason's uh, formula of maximum cat procurement. Procurement. Uh, here's the formula. Take the number of rooms in your house. If you have an area that connects to another room, sort of a common area, like your living room and your dining room and kitchen, mm -hmm. we'll call that one room. Okay, one room. So how many rooms? Four rooms. That's your house? Yeah. Here's the... Not including bathroom, right? <sighs> Does the bathroom count half, maybe? The full bath? Let's count half. Counts a half? Yeah. So five, because we have the master bedroom's bathroom and then also another full bath. Okay. Is that what we're going to, is that what we're doing? We'll, go, we'll do that. Okay. Uh, so here's the formula. This okay. is the, I'm not saying this is the suggested amount. I'm yeah. just saying this is the absolute maximum. Fair. So you take the number of rooms in your house. Okay. Which is? Five. Divide by two. Uh, 2.5. Add one. Uh, 3.5. That's mass. the absolute, <laughs> quick That's the absolute maximum number of cats you should have. Cool. So now. Because they need I, to have space. If I wanted to max my cats, mm -hmm. how do I get that? half of a cat uh you could get a small cat okay i do have andrea and i both have this is funny it's actually funny we have literal identical cats and they're unique too they're about like eight pounds really full grown like family cats family cats and they have like they're completely black except like a small dot on them. like they look identical Identical. Really, hmm. it's actually nuts. That's cute. We have arguments like whose cat's smaller. Uh, um, but so maybe like a small cat could fill that sort of half cat void. Or one thing I've always considered: I like kittens. A forever kitten, and it's something yeah. I've been trying to to create for the longest time. <laughs> I think you're talking about the forever kitten. Mm -hmm. So sort of like it's a teacup cat. Oh yeah, like a teacup dog. But it still acts like a kitten, right? 
It it plays like a kitten. That's a good idea. You should get to work on that. Yeah, because kittens really are cool. That's true. That's true. They're like a puppy. They have super sharp claws, though. That is also true. But if you're wondering how many cats, too many cats, I would say, can we agree, take the number of rooms in your house, divide by two, add one is the absolute limit. If we're talking about the average person, yes. I actually think that's a really good formula. Fair enough. Although th- four, three and a half, technically four cats is a lot. That's true. Uh, well, folks, <laughs> thanks for sticking it out with us. Um, again, check out Jack Vled. Jack Vled. E-D, V-L-E-D, Jack V-L-E-D. And you can find them on the Instagrams. Oh, come on, Instagram. They're located again in Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru, and you can find them actually at Jack Vled, Jack V-L-E-D. That's their Instagram That's at Jack Vled. Yep. Um, So check them out and check us out, theyeastyboys.beer or at YeastyCast on all social media. And we, oh, I'm going to be on honeymoon in France. Yeah, that's actually one. Yeah, it kind of sucks because I'm going to be working my butt off. I was wondering if I could find maybe some French beer. Apparently, France isn't a huge beer country. We could become like the wine boys. Somebody who knows a lot about France is going to at the shit out of me after this. Excuse me, sir. There's this great brewery, and I hope that you do, because I really want to try some good beer while I'm there, and uh, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to be in Europe near Oktoberfest and not in Germany. Oh, no. So I sort of fucked that up. How close is Germany to France? Closer than we are. Well, you know, <laughs> good point about distance. Good point about distance. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you may or may not, you'll, you'll, we'll be quiet for a minute. If uh, we don't drop an episode, you might get something from Aaron while I'm gone. Consider this a three week. Probably. Cause three. I'll be, I'll be gone for two weeks and three weekends. So consider this a, a, a three week little Summer break. It's a break. A Take fall a break, break, guys. Go listen to the Interstate Gamers. Go listen, and that's another thing. That's another point. The Interstate Gamers, uh, they release every other week, bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have our good friends. Um, we actually have Logan on the podcast. We sure did, yeah. Go we listen to bruised apples. Bruised apples. Um, you can check them apples. out. Not rotten. Bruised. Not bruised tomatoes. Bruised apples. <laughs> um, and check check those guys out in the meantime. And also, I know I, I said this earlier jokingly, but I am streaming just for fun. Just for fun. So my thought is like, if I'm playing the game, why not just stream it for yeah. fun? So if you want to come dump on Aaron's Fortnite game. Honestly, please tell me how bad I am in chat because I'm already beating myself up. So it would probably just help to have more people saying you're trash. In Fortnite. <laughs> it's um, so join me there, your friend Arn. Uh, you are. F-R-E-N, Aaron. Um, and you know what? You might get a little surprise episode of me just sitting in this room by myself yep. chatting. Playing Fortnite. Or maybe we'll get some special guests. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. We'll be, I'll be on Twitter because Jason will be gone. I'll, mm. I'll try to, I'm going to take over the Twitter. Jason's uh, really good about over. Twittering and I'm going to take over and it's probably going to be awful. But, <laughs> but you know, it's going to be a blast. And so, Enjoy yep. your time off from the East Boys and know Jason will be having fun and I won't. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, hang tight and we'll see you in a... 
see you guys when we see you. Normally we say next week right now. What did Paul Rudd say? And I love you, man. I will see you then or I will see you on another time. On another time. Hit it. Bye, girl. AKB. AKA AKB. AKA Andrew Kelly Burrell. AKA AKB. Take us out.